Welcome to She Said, She Said podcast. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've spent my entire career as an advocate, connector, problem solver, and master communicator at the highest levels of government and corporate America. With She Said, She Said podcast, I'm sharing what I've learned that's helped me, and I'm drawing additional perspective from a broad range of women who are creating amazing opportunities for themselves and others. Their stories hold important advice and perspective about common challenges and the best ways to tackle them. I know your time is precious, but stick around. I think you'll find this investment in you well worth it. Hi friends, happy December. We are fully immersed in the holidays here at our house, as I imagine you are as well. Here we celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas, as well as both of our children's birthdays. So it makes for quite a month of celebration. Given COVID, like so many of you, we have been engaged in some new activities as a family, including at least one that some family members might otherwise have skipped in past years. (laughs) This past weekend, we tackled gingerbread house decorating, all four of us. Each of us had our own house, along with a huge bag of candy. Everyone got exactly the same mix of candy, along with two big plastic bags of icing. Now, there was some initial grumbling by some family members who will remain nameless about this activity, but it was really, really fun. All four of us had a great time. And it was also very illuminating. What was especially interesting was seeing how our individual personalities came out in our designs. As we each took what was essentially a blank canvas in the form of an unadorned house and then used our various materials to bring it to life. It also inspired some healthy competition, which you can follow on my Instagram if you have any interest. My point in telling you all of this isn't to bore you with the details of my life, but to talk about a couple of things that are often overlooked, but that are potentially powerful elements of problem solving through embracing creative pursuits. Now, stay with me here. I promise I will tie all of this together. So what do I mean by that? If COVID has shown us anything, it's that the world continues to grow more and more complex with every passing day. The more complexity, the less certainty, and the more volatility we'll likely face in our lives, in our vocations, and in our careers. But how can we prepare for those critical shifts, and how can we help our children develop this agility as well? One important element of this requires learning to see challenges and opportunities from more vantage points in order to see potential solutions, essentially broadening our perspective. And that requires unlocking creative potential. You need creativity whether your job or vocation is inherently considered creative or not. I would argue that creativity is required no matter what you do or where you spend your time. Our little weekend craft project reminded me of this and how even the simplest and sometimes silliest of activities can spark ideas and powerful inspiration under the right circumstances. It's not just the activity itself, 
but rather what happens when you allow your brain to take a conscious break from the day-to-day to do something that is different, creative, and even fun. I think it can be especially helpful if it's something that's new or something that you don't normally do, and then really let yourself get into it and see what happens. Most creativity experts would tell you that while one-off activities, like our weekend craft project, can be helpful and have the potential to unlock an idea or to inspire you, the real value actually comes when you develop and maintain a regular practice of engaging in such activities. This idea has resonated with me for several years now. I ran across it somewhat by accident and then realized what impact it could have even in less traditionally creative work. At the time, I was working in Washington and running public policy strategy for a global accounting and professional services firm. Not exactly the type of job that most would consider to be inherently creative. At least I didn't always think of it that way. What I realized was that roles like mine need this capacity as much as even the more traditionally creative fields, and that developing this capacity could be a real differentiator. In thinking about all of this, I was reminded of a conversation I had back in episode 60 with Beth Comstock. I've included a link to that episode in the show notes for this episode. Beth is the former vice chair of business and innovation at GE, so she knows quite a bit about problem solving and creativity. In our conversation, we talked a lot about the inevitability of change and the tools that you need to help you pivot when the world shifts under your feet. Sound familiar? That's certainly been the case for most people over the past few months. While Beth likely didn't consider a global pandemic when she wrote her terrific book, which is entitled Imagine It Forward, Courage, Creativity, and the Power of Change, she talks about some of the tools she used at GE to inspire her team to think more creatively and why that mattered. One element of her approach was to allow her team to really stretch creatively and to allow them permission to fail even to some degree to encourage it, to give her team and herself the space to experiment and to try new things and to think outside the box. Doing so actually led to several important innovations. Again, you can listen to the full conversation via the link that I provided in the show notes. Another process that has informed and inspired the way that I think about all of this comes from Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. The book and the approach are very well known and have been around for many years. In fact, I've probably mentioned it to you in the newsletter or in the context of one of our past conversations on the podcast. Julia recommends a core practice of something called morning pages, which is essentially a brained up head clearing exercise that you do first thing in the morning. But then she also recommends taking yourself on what she calls quote unquote artist dates, where you set aside time on your schedule. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, just a little time, every week or so for a potential artistic or creative adventure. The goal is to take you out of the day-to-day and to move you into a setting that allows for discovery and that ultimately helps spark your creativity. 
These adventures can be anything from, I don't know, visiting a beautiful space or a museum or a park to engaging in a craft or a creative project. Now, she didn't specifically mention gingerbread house decorating, but maybe she should have. Again, these activities don't need to be anything complicated or super long or involved, but rather things that we might not otherwise engage in or try. The goal isn't to pick up a paintbrush in the hopes that you'll be the next Picasso or to reveal some untapped artistic genius. That would be great, but that's really not the goal. Instead, it's to help open a creative portal that allows you to pause and to see things from a potentially different vantage point. This technique works pretty consistently for me. Often I use it to get myself over a speed bump or maybe to get me past some writer's block. And I'm pretty liberal in my definition of what I think of as an artist date. <laughs> to me, the most important piece of this is the way in which you approach it and really immerse yourself in the activity. Having children and engaging with them offers endless opportunities for this type of exploration and creative practice. But you don't need kids for this. Just make a list of fun things you'd like to try. Maybe it's learning to knit via YouTube videos or coloring or a more conscious and regular exploration of the nature around you or photography or painting. Literally, the list can go on and on and on. While gingerbread house decorating did it for me this week, Try some things and see what works for you. What enables you to open new portals to help you see things differently? And if you're already committed to a regular creative practice, how's it working for you? I'd love to know what you've tried and what works for you. Send me a note. I've also included a few additional resources on this topic in the show notes for this episode, which is episode 130. And in the meantime, I have a favor. If you have a minute today or any day this week and are listening to the podcast on iTunes, please be sure to leave us a review. It's a huge help to keep us growing and to help others who are interested in this kind of content to find us. Another great way to help others find us is for you to share us directly with them. And I hope that you'll do that. I'm so grateful to have you here and I hope you have an awesome and inspired start to your week. I'll see you next time. Take care.